Welcome to TalkErie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie, PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. And we're back with my mom, Josephine Natale. Merry Christmas, Mom. Merry Christmas, Joel and everybody. All righty. So the, what we're talking about today is taking care of older adults during the Christmas season and making sure, you know, that we have fun and do fun things. Uh, what are some of the things you like about Christmas at this age and what you're doing right now? I love the whole the whole thing about it, the decoration, the but most of all what it stands for, the birth of our Christ. And that's what we should really concentrate on and teach our children. That that is the main thing. Santa, he's fine, but stick with the <laughs> I stick stick with the with the true meaning of Christmas. All right, I want you to go back to growing up in the mountains of eastern Pennsylvania. And tell us a little bit about, as a kid, what are your favorite memories about Christmas? Uh, Christmas, we started with the Christmas uh, Eve Mass and then went home to the biggest feast you can imagine with all the families gathering at Grandma and Grandpa Malazzo's. That was our our hub. And... uh, and there weren't gifts like you say today. What the kids would get like is maybe uh, some fruit or special candies that were made by uh, this specialty, uh, specialty store, Mushto Luigi. <laughs> and that's what we got. We didn't, it wasn't until we were older that we start getting presents. But Grandma Serpy was about the first one in the family to have a Christmas tree. And she had all these neat little birds and houses with the lights in them on the tree. Pure spruce tree. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, You're saying that, um, was it an electrical tree? Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, Joe, we had electric. (laughs) (laughs) But I want to ask you about the fruit thing. You know, you see in the movies how you get an orange. Was that a big deal? Oranges and fa- fancy nuts and candies, stuff like that. Was oranges hard to come by? Well, well they were the special, uh, the best of the oranges, okay. you know, you know, which are the Cadillac. But um, I was going to say that we, uh, the first to have the Christmas tree, first ones in the neighborhood to have an indoor bathroom. Oh my! <laughs> yes. Wow, that, that's and that's not that long ago. And not only that, uh, friends used to make appointments to come over and take their baths in our tub. <laughs> Good friends, though, not just anybody. Leave a quarter by the the counter, right? Yeah, it was wonderful. No, it was <laughs> Christmas was oh my god! And then it would go that whole week. You'd visit each other's homes, you know, and you, another feast, another feast, and then New Year's Day and no, New Year's Eve. Did Did you do the the big fish stuff at your house at your grandma's house? Like, did you have the the tripe and the calamari and all that? Uh, not the calamari. No, that's that's northern Italy. Okay. We were, uh, oh, a leg of lamb. That was a specialty. And homemade sausage. 
with with the peppers and the onions and the potatoes, that kind of stuff. All right, so let's fast forward to when you were a preteen and teenager. You turned 13 and Pearl Harbor hit. That Chris, Do you remember that Christmas after that? It was really sad. There was a real black cloud over, over our country for that. Yeah. And it was scary. We used to have the blackouts and all of that where we every you couldn't even light a candle in your house. What a, what about the um the the rash the rationing came? Well, in Grandpa's store, we deal we dealt with the stamps. Rationing and they had little coins. I don't know what they were made of. Uh there were stamps like, you know, your green stamps, but there was also coins. And and each family was allotted just so much and not go over. Even us, we had to watch what we, you know, because everything he bought, he had to deal with the stamp situation. What what Do you remember anything particular about, like, Christmas and knowing that the boys were over there? I mean, I think about, you know, even, like, 1944, which, again, it's hard to pinpoint dates, but you had you had boys uh, at the Battle of the Bulge during Christmas. Yes. Uh, Uncle Jim got the Purple Heart in Nunzio Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Harry was in the islands. Dad didn't go until the end of the war, but still, he was a staff sergeant teaching communications yeah. in the army. But scary times. I mean, in church we had a pray. You know, for all the the soldiers and a lot of uh, people that we knew personally got killed. Actually, three. And, and if one died, the whole neighborhood mourned. It was sad. It was sad times. And when the war was finally over, it, it was unbelievable. Wow. For almost four years. Yeah. I don't think we could even realize what that was like. Because we were all, they did come close to us, you know. I'm sure everybody knows about the subs in New Jersey and all that. But uh, we were scared. I mean, Britain got a bad, Italy got a bad, you know. But anyway, we survived and we had a good leader, our Franklin Delano. He was like grandpa of the country. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it was a shock when he passed away. All right, let's fast forward. You you got married, you know, a year or two after the war in 1948. Uh, talk about having those little kids and those first years of Christmas uh, here at Erie. The very first, well, the very first Christmas we went home. Okay. And uh, we baptized Uncle Tom. You know, Uncle Thomas Fulweiler. Yeah. And uh, we had a big to-do there. I mean, the cookies and the pastries were out of this world. I don't want to tempt you, Joel. I know you. <laughs> but uh, it, our Christmases were not... I mean, today it's all about gifts and all of, you know. But back then it was all family, visiting each other, going to church. That was the main thing. Going to Mass. Mm. So, you know... But do you do you remember you know when you you know when Pete and Ange came around and Annie and Connie? I mean, what were those those early Christmases like here in Erie? Well, some of those were light years, but I'll tell you, there was policemen that knew about my big family, and they would really help. 
Wow. Toys with from Max. You know, remember we had Max to- Marks. Marks. Yeah. Marks toys here and here. And the kids were never disappointed. Never. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was what they needed and what they wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. But it isn't like it is today. It's all, you know, I think nowadays they've gone really too far. Do you, you think, yeah, do you think there's too much with the gifts? Yes. Yes. I think it's more in the giving than the taking or getting. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now, again, you had the four perfect older kids, and then us four came around. Uh, I remember some great Christmases on the house on 18th Street, though. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, do you remember the manger, Joel? Yeah. That was your oh, favorite, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, we were stuck. Not that we were stuck, but while we were in Pittston the one Christmas, I had the two babies. Angela was a year old. He got the chicken pox. Oh, wow. And the doctor advised us not to travel. And... Uh, the man came, and he says, uh, he was showing us the manger. He was a traveling salesman. Right? Yes, and, and, you know, it was the, the kind that he showed. There were chips in it and everything. Mm. He gave it to me for $40. And this was like an Italian imported? Okay, okay. and just what, 67. Yeah. That was 66 years ago. Wow. Yeah. It was this, uh, like Italian imported, oh, huge yeah. uh, major set. Yeah, no one had one like mine. I mean, and one, once they did come out, everybody started buying them, you know. Yeah. And, but, uh, and we had that. Well, we still have it. still have it. Yes, yeah. yes. We've had it fixed a few times because I used to go to ceramics, mm-hmm. and we used to paint them over and fix them. But and, with, you know, with, with, with eight kids it, always playing with that stuff, they're going to get beat up. Which ones? All, all those different figurines, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, playing with them. Yeah, exactly. But I have to tell you about our first manger. Okay. Okay, I had the whole set, but we didn't have a, a stable. Mm-hmm. So we took an orange crate, you know, that was in two. Everything was wood in those days, your crates. And we took half of it. And I'm, I'm I would say, eight and a half months pregnant with Annie. And Peter, Angelo, and I went down the basement and built that that little manger. I still have it up in the attic. Wow! So it's sixty-five years old. <laughs> it, you know, we, we used to paint the the fake snow on it and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember our trees? You know, we had the old lights, and we always put the icicles oh, on big, it. Those big, big lights. Yeah. yeah. My first tree was a sorry-looking thing. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked at it, I said, we decorated that tree like that yeah. with the tinsels. You know, oh, it was horrible. But I was only 19 years old. You know what I mean? Yeah. What, what what can you tell? We're going to wrap things up with my mom here uh, as we talk about uh, Christmas and older adults here in Erie. Um, what what do you feel like people need to understand when you look at, at your whole life and when it comes to Christmas? What what's a, Impart some wisdom for us. Everything means so much more to you. And don't get the idea because we're old that we're dumb and, or anything like that because we still have it. You know, it's still up there. The body may have gone, but the brain is still there. And treat them with dignity. That's the main thing for adults, for your elderly parents. Dignity. 
and compassion. And lots of good pre presents, right, Mom? Yeah. And lots of what? Lots of presents. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Like Annie said, I know why you had eight kids, so you get a lot of presents for your birthday. <laughs> well, we love you. Thank you so much. And uh, give a greeting to the folks. Oh, all my people, children, siblings, sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws, whoever you are, I love you dearly. Love you dearly. Merry Christmas. And uh, we want to welcome to the Joel Natale Show, Diane Cunningham uh, from Home Instead Senior Care. How are you doing, Diane? Real well. Thanks for having me. All righty. So this is a, a special time for all of us, but certainly for our senior and older adults and certainly for the Home Instead Senior Care family. Uh, you guys do a really special Really, it's kind of a national thing, but you really work very hard in the Erie area. Talk about Be a Santa to, this, to a senior. I'd love to. You know, years ago, I was born and raised in Erie. There was a program called Presence for Patients, which still might exist, but it was targeting uh, people in nursing homes. And um, when our, um, our franchise uh, rolled out this program in um, 2003, we embraced it because the program, the Be a Santa to a Senior program, takes um, care of seniors who might be living alone, isolated. Maybe they're not going to receive a gift. So it, it really targets seniors that are not necessarily in nursing homes. Maybe they're in rural areas. And so um, it's it's not just about the gifts, this program. It's about the visit from the many volunteers who help us. So um, the Be a Santa to a Senior program this year is going to benefit more than 500 people. That's amazing. How do you identify who's out there? Are you working with other social service agencies? How does it work? Exactly. So we do. We work with uh, different apartment buildings, senior apartment buildings, social service agencies, churches. We um, get the word out early, um, as early as September, to the community. If you know a neighbor or somebody that um, you know think would be isolated or not getting any gifts or many gifts, and you can call our offices and let us know that. Um, Colby Cano is our HR assistant who kind of uh, chairs the entire event, and um, she get, gathers all the names and um, then puts the desired, you know, the wishes of the senior or the idea from the person who nominated them, you know, on these paper uh, Christmas tree bulbs, and it's distributed to a number of different um, businesses around the um, Erie area. I would mention those businesses, and I, I would love to at least um, say hats off to those businesses. But at this stage in the game, Joel, we have all of the um, the gift ideas taken. Uh, people have already taken all of the ornaments. Um, so, but so this is very of, uh, popular in the community that people really kind of uh, snatch up the ornaments. I noticed that you work with Iron Oxygen Fitness and uh, Northwest and, and so on. So, I mean, but it's very popular, it sounds like. It is, and I think once you hear the stories about why um, some of the examples of how, how much important this, this program is to seniors, I guess that's why people embrace it. The Siri community that we live in is just so, so giving and so caring, and I can't tell you, I mean, I will be in a grocery store and people talk about this program and saying, how can I help? Um, but the thing is, is if you get involved in this program, 
and you think year after year on what you got back from participating in helping a senior enjoy the holidays, it just makes you want to do it over and over again. That, that's amazing. So, yeah, congratulations. It, it, it really kind of uh, it, it, it touches my heart to think that there are 500 of our neighbors that would be alone and perhaps not even having a visit or a, a gift from, you know, friends and family. That's that's tough to think that that's going on right now. And I wonder if there's we ways have- to kind of keep this going through the year with a, a check in or whatever. Yeah, and you know what? So many of our volunteers who end up delivering the gifts do stay in touch with that senior. Um, unfortunately, because of, you know, and we try to make sure that these seniors sort of, um, we don't give out their last names, HIPAA violations, whatever you want to say. Sure. But those volunteers that we check out thoroughly, by the way, to go ahead and um, visit the, the um, individual and wish them a happy holiday season and maybe even enjoy a cup of tea with them or whatever. Oftentimes they do stay in touch with these individuals or they ask to be able to provide the gift to them year after year. Wow. My husband, Bob, and I um, have personally delivered gifts over the years. And the surprise of you knocking on the door, I can't tell you how many times... Uh, it, it just warms my heart. I mean, first, they're, they're shocked that somebody's standing there. They're not expecting it. And then tears, you know, flow because there they have a gift. And oftentimes, they have more than one gift to open. And it just, it's just something that I, it's, um, it's just such a blessing to be a part of this program. Wonderful. Uh, maybe it would be for listeners if I describe what's next. Yeah. So what's next? So here we are, early December. Um, December 16th, the week of December 16th, the gifts will be delivered. But prior to that, we do have a gift wrapping party. I believe it's December 12th, but I can give our phone number for any listeners who would like to participate in that. The gifts are purchased by individuals, and then they're dropped off at the tree locations or at our offices, usually unwrapped. And we say unwrapped because we like to make this such an event, this gift wrapping party, you know, Christmas music is playing. Um, there's all kinds of treats and everybody's happily wrapping these gifts for the seniors. Um, they are distributed. They are you know, organized in areas of the county that the gifts go. And then when people volunteer to deliver the gifts, then um, they tell us what area of the city or the county that they want to go to. We're in most mostly in need of um, outlying areas of the, the the county, you know, Corey, um, um, Edinburgh, West, um, West Erie, um, Northeast. Um, typically, a lot of people um, want to stay within the city limits. So um, that's kind of how it goes. And we're often delivering gifts even right up to Christmas Eve. Unfortunately, good, kind-hearted people take the, um, they go ahead and take the ornament, but maybe they forget that they took it. So yeah. at the last minute, sometimes we are... Um, kind of stressing out about trying to make sure that everybody on the list gets a gift. So if you want to volunteer that way by providing your name and phone number for us for any last-minute gifts that are needed, you can do that as well. That's a great idea, just to kind of fill in that gap. Amazing. So, yeah, the, the, really, it for you guys, it's, uh, it's a couple-month process right up to New, uh, Christmas Eve, it sounds like. I have to say shout out to Colby 
Ganelle, who does take care of this for us. It's an exhausting program for her. Um, she has to step away from her regular duties uh, much of the time. Um, to Hats off to the community that does volunteer and all that, but it, it really, we appreciate them. We could not do it without this Erie community. But she really, it, she does take a good deal of time in organizing this, and I'm proud of I'm proud of the effort that we we provide um, to this program every year. Take a deep breath, and and we know it's so worth it. It is just so worth it, and it's just so filled with good emotion. I can't tell you. We're talking to Diane Cunningham. She's from Homestead Senior Care about be a Santa to a senior. Let's pivot a little bit uh, because you kind of alluded to it that it's a stressful time if you're a caregiver. there, it's always stressful, but the holidays seem to bring on extra stress. How do you how do you combat that? This is a big thing that I talk about a lot to family caregivers and to our caregivers, our professional caregivers as well. I mean, there's just so much going on. But I always say it's kind of like when you go on an airplane and they tell you to put on your oxygen mask first before helping others. The first thing you want to do is be flexible. You know, the holidays are steeped in personal family and religious traditions. And, you know, that's a lot of responsibility for a family caregiver. So it's important to ask yourself what's important to continue and what can we adapt or what can we let go this year? Yeah, kind of knowing your, as you say, kind of knowing your limits, knowing your capacity. Yeah, it, it. you know, don't have high expectations that every, this Christmas, if you're a family caregiver of an elderly uh, relative, that everything is going to go smoothly. Um, I think communicating to the rest of your family about your stress needs or the needs that you have, perhaps they need to be stepping up a little bit and doing the grocery shopping for mom and dad this year, or they need to, you know, just help a little bit more than what they're they're doing. and. They need to probably understand what their um, traditional holiday roles have been in the past and how that might change as well this season because of, you know, me- helping to meet the aging relative needs. Wow, that's that's treme- tremendous. So um, the just taking care of yourself, knowing your capacity and calling in the troops, calling in the the, the helpers. Sounds like really good, uh, really good advice there. Um what about for older seniors? What kinds of activities are available here in Erie that might be particularly special for an older adult here in, in Erie? You know, we take care of a lot of people with memory issues, and so, um, and even if it, and even if you don't have memory issues, you know, the holidays can be stressful, and you want to make sure as a family caregiver or a professional caregiver that. There, that your loved one or your your client is enjoying as much as the holiday season as they can without being overwhelmed by it all. So I suggest simple activities. You know, how about taking a ride and looking at the Christmas lights, or you know, um, bringing your senior to the window to watch um, others in the neighborhood decorate. You know, putting on songs that they remember from you know years gone by, the old traditional Christmas songs, that kind of thing. Um, maybe it's um, helping bake cookies. Now, these seem like simple things, but when you're taking care of somebody who has dementia or Alzheimer's, um, you have to engage them. They are not going to necessarily respond to, oh, today is Christmas cooking, Christmas baking day, you know. But think of the part of that activity that they would enjoy and can help and fulfill, 
you know, the ho, ho, ho and merriment of the holiday season, you know. There's a lot of simple activities. Would you suggest, uh, I think about all of the high schools have their their Christmas concerts, you know, their choral concerts and things like that. And of course there's a philharmonic. Uh, how is it, is it, uh, I mean, if you have somebody that's able to be mobile a little bit, is that a good idea? A great idea. I mean, um, activities going out is, is just part of, you know, the Christmas season, whether it's enjoying the eerie fill, the holiday um, concert that's coming up this week- weekend, whether it's going to a local play or a musical, and maybe you, you're not aware of, of what uh, activities are going on and, and you can, you know, check the, the Erie Times news or whatever. But the other thing is there's a lot of fun comedies in the theater right now or there, or there's holiday movies. Um, another simple activity, if you're, it's cold outside and you don't want your loved one to be going out, is turn on that Hallmark channel, you know? <laughs> turn, on those, <laughs> turn on those movies and sit with your loved one. Or if you're a professional caregiver, take the time to sit with them and enjoy part of those Hallmark movies, those Christmas movies, and talk about them and, and feel the joy of those, those types of, of um, Christmas shows, you know? It sounds like the bottom line is engaging, not not just kind of being a, 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 a sitting by, but really engaging your older you're, adult. You're so right. Just turning on Christmas music is not going to be engagement enough, you know. Singing along to the music together, talking about their memories of that Christmas song. Yeah, you know, we, we talk to our caregivers a lot about engagement because, you know, if they're sitting alone in the living room watching, you know, the hallmark channel or whatever it sure is still lonely you know it's not the same as having somebody sit there with you and enjoying things you know we're as professional caregivers tasked to do a lot of different things with um for our clients you know meal preparation everything but the engagement in those activities is as it's just so important it's quality of life you know not allowing that senior to be isolated even if you're in the same house and they're in another room they're isolated there is one other thing I want to say about activities during the holiday season and you have grandma come over to your house and it's Christmas Eve. You know, that can be whether you have hearing issues, whether you have memory issues or simply aging issues. That can be tremendously overwhelming. And so what should be enjoyable isn't always really enjoyable. What I suggest is making sure that your loved one is in a rather quiet part of the house and inviting those in attendance of the party, your other relatives or whatever, to go in and engage with them one-on-one. So if they're in a room filled with a lot of noise and they have a hearing impairment, they're not going to be as engaged because they're flustered. They can't really hear what's going on or it's overwhelming. You know what I mean? That is a pro tip. That's amazing. Uh, what's your best number to get a hold of uh, Home Instead? Thanks for asking. It's 464-9200. 464-9200. Okay, so what are your thoughts about gifts for seniors because you know what you hear they have everything <laughs> you know what could they have possibly want um uh but but there's I'm, so, there's stuff they need in my mind i think there's several categories that are a thoughtful senior friendly holiday gifts 
you know, and it's really sometimes about the experience. So the first thing I want to mention is maybe keepsake gifts to celebrate, you know, special memories. So taking the time to to put together um, a photo um, a photo book of past holidays or whatever theme you want. You know, you can easily um, do it online and pick it up at your local pharmacy or Wegmans or whatever. Um, but those photo gifts are, are um, thoughtful and um, thoughtful ways of expressing your love. Um, I like gifts that entertain and engage, you know? We talked in terms of um, activities. Well, how about, you know, um, puzzles? How about music? Maybe a, an old-fashioned boom box, right? Remember those boom box? You can still buy them with <laughs> sure. a CD, cassette tapes, you know, if you have those around and you, you have a um, some kind of boom box or cassette player. Music is a wonderful gift for seniors during the holidays. It doesn't have to be holiday music. It can be their old favorites that they've forgotten about, whatever. But, you know, things that engage. Um, coloring books. Coloring books for seniors. I love coloring books. Um, think in terms of um, the things they used to love as a child. Buy them, you know, the, the pencils, the colored pencils, the crayons. Um, um, and how about large print um, playing cards, maybe? Hmm. That's things a great that you can idea. Do together. Yeah, just just uh, then I want to... connected with the with their reality. It makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. Well, what about an experience gift? So take them out to Panera's or one of their favorite restaurants that they don't go out to very much anymore. Or what about maybe a gift certificate um, to a personal service like maybe a manicure or, or pedicure or a massage, even for men, you know. Um, men um, enjoy massages. M men also enjoy pedicures, you know. Think in terms of a service kind of a gift or offer to take them out. You know, your gift by, from me, we're going to go. We're going to go to one of the big neighborhoods back in the day. I used to take um, a senior that I, um, I loved very much through Whitehall and Fairview because they were known for their, you know, they were known for their lights. But an experience gift, you know. I love that. Um, they're gifts that in reduce anxiety and promote calm and relaxation. I was just saying this yesterday, Joel. You know, so many of our seniors, whether they have memory issues or not, experience some sort of anxiety. Maybe it's even due to their medications or whatever. What about a, um, a weighted blanket? You know, you don't want to get anything too heavy, but they make like even 15-pound weighted blankets right now. Um, those are available, and I think that's an awesome gift for a senior. Um, maybe a heated throw blanket. They make those now. That's a, that's a nice gift. Seniors are so cold this time of the year, and you know how, how many of us have gone to a senior's home and it's like 82 degrees and you're you're you know dying. But perhaps they don't have to have the uh, heat up so high if they have something like a heated throw blanket or a wheelchair lap blanket. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, I think the final thing is maybe go to a local um, durable medical goods store and, and look and see what they have for adaptive clothing maybe or adaptive things for arthritis or limited mobility incontinence special needs things you know those depends that you buy those are expensive mm. so even a gift card to walmart or their favorite pharmacy to buy those things that you know are so costly to get i think those are all good good ideas 
Well, Diane, I, I'm just so overwhelmed because uh, again, you're 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 speaking from experience, from empathy, and and what what would be a truly meaningful gift. What great ideas! Again, Diane Cunningham from Home Instead Senior Care. Uh, what's a good number if they want to reach you, and and also if if they want to help out at this uh, go time for be a Santa to a senior. Thanks, Joel. So the number is 464-9200-9200. I also want to offer your listeners a website called Daily Caring um, for more ideas during the holiday season on ways to um, help your, your seniors as far as gifts go or um, engaging activities. Home Instead also provides a website for family caregivers called caregiverstress.com. Caregiver stress.com you can actually type in your questions and have answers you can um type search different topics and um, read all kinds of different information on different blogs so that's helpful i just want to wrap it up and say you know i i hate to say it but what goes around comes around when you're a senior you know you're often forgotten during the holiday season we often think of of children you know um thinking in terms of making your seniors Christmas and holidays special is really important. Remember that the family activities might have to change a little bit. You know, make it le- a little less dramatic perhaps and, and put things that were used to be important aside. But keeping in mind that the holidays should be special for seniors and the joy that they get out of it is really, really um, important. Um, and, and go with the flow with them. You know, and I, I appreciate this opportunity to talk about um, the many, many seniors we have in this area community and ways to bring joy to their lives. This holiday season, as you said, into the new year as well. I'm talking about older adults, and we have our friend Jamie Fatler from HCF Management. How are you doing, Jamie? I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me back, Joel. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you as well. And we're, we've been we've been talking about older adults, kind of focusing in on the holidays. You know, this is a tricky time for some, fo- you know, folks that have, uh, you know, either older uh, parents or uh, loved ones that are uh, in assisted living or nursing home care. And, and we're just trying to make sure that we make the most out of um, that older person's experience for the holiday. Holidays are special. Holidays are definitely special. And it doesn't stop being special just because you're no longer in your home. Mm-hmm. Your home changes and that holiday is still holds so much meaning yeah we had uh we had a a time where my mom was in short-term care Mm -hmm. uh, over christmas and she kind of got bombarded you know because we it was one family after another you know uh visiting her on 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 december 25th um but you know some folks you know their their kids are out of town and and this might be like that that one moment that they come in to visit mom or dad and that's absolutely right there are so many families that just don't have the accessibility to come see their loved one on a daily basis or weekly basis and so christmas time tends to be that time where people really go out of their way to make that visit to their loved one special Let's talk about what the manners do, the HCF management. Um, 
you know, to make it special for your residents? So we're starting out with some really cool things like decorating our Christmas trees. We have multiple Christmas trees that go up throughout our facilities, and we really involve our residents in making sure that they get a chance to decorate as well. It's nice. not just our staff decorating. Um, we do... Do they get to make some ornaments? I mean, do they have some craft time or whatever? Oh, lots of craft time. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's always fun. Um, yeah. Edinburgh Manor is going to do a paint and dip um, oh, cool. coming up. And so that'll be a fun thing. That's actually open to the community as nice. well. Um, totally free. So our residents will, some of them will participate in that, getting to paint some cool things. Um, we're also doing an ugly sweater contest for the ugly Christmas sweater. I resemble that remark. <laughs> Uh, we always at our facilities, one of the things that is one of our top activities is our soda shop. So we have, and this goes on throughout the year, but we have a, an ice cream social. And so for the Christmas time, we're going to do a cocoa bar instead. Nice. So a hot cocoa, you know, marshmallows, all those kind of fun things. And we do have fireplaces in our, each of our facilities. Oh, cool. So you can take your cup of cocoa and sit next to the fireplace. And it just really brings that Christmas cheer right back to you. You know, it, it occurs to me, because um, we have lots of different kinds of listeners, and some folks have, have like, Boy Scout troops, and they yeah. have uh, access or have kids in high school choruses and choirs. Mm -hmm. Do you do some of that where, where you get visited with, you know, singing the carols? I used to love that when I was a kid, going to the nursing home. We do. We get a lot of um, church groups and school groups and scout groups that will come and do visits. Um Sometimes it's caroling. Sometimes they're delivering Christmas cards or just nice. walking around and talking to people. And it's just children bring such a joy to the senior population. And it's so much fun to have them come visit. What do we need to know as uh, as people that just just aren't as educated as you are about uh you know, how do we approach folks at, at the nursing home, whether they're our loved ones or maybe we just want to provide some cheer? So the biggest thing um, I would say is to just walk up and say hi. You don't need to raise your voice or mm -hmm. to use baby talk. I mean, I think sometimes we tend to take our voices a couple of octaves higher <laughs> just because, um, and we don't need to call everyone baby or honey or grandma or things like that. Yeah, these, these, are, these adults. are adults. And so treating them with respect is of oh key, of course. Yeah. Um, but just to say hello, Merry Christmas, how are you? Things like that. And be prepared to listen, um, especially if you're saying the phrase, how are you? Be prepared that you may not always be greeted with, oh, I'm wonderful. Sometimes you may get an earful yeah. of my feet hurt. And my back hurts, <laughs> you know, things that are very relevant to how they're feeling. Or sometimes you'll get sad stories like, it's nice to see you, but my grandchildren haven't been here. Right. And that may or may not be true. You know, when right. you're dealing with someone who has memory loss issues, okay. their grandkids may have been there the day before and they just don't remember. Yeah, that, that's a really crucial point, isn't it? It is. Because as a community member walking into a facility, you may be heartbroken thinking, oh, this poor person has never had anyone to visit. 
And there may be truth to it, but there may not be. So if someone says something to you during a visit that is of concern, certainly seek out a nurse and let them know. Because you may you may be able to enlighten us to something we weren't aware of, but you may be just hitting on something that isn't necessarily fully true. Gotcha. Let's let's talk about that professional uh, opinion. Uh, so let's say I I have uh, I have a relative in or a, a loved one in in the nursing home. I do visit often. What what should be different about the holidays? Um, I mean, I would think that you you would still want to have that kind of quiet approach that you wouldn't want to bombard your loved one, you know, with all the kids and the grandkids and all the loudness and, and the bickering and people that are not clued in and what we're there sure. for. So there are two approaches that you can take. Either stagger your visits. So if, if especially with a large family, okay. stagger your visits um, so that not everyone's coming in on the same day. And that helps kind of spread the love a little longer. That's a good idea. Or if you're going to do it as a big family group and maybe open presents with your loved one, do it as one event, keep it to a set time that works and follow the cues of your loved one. So if you see your loved one starting to act tired or agitated, just follow those cues and wrap it up. And make sure you're remembering that, you know, you're in their home. So you're also in the home of lots of other elderly people. You always you always <laughs> say profound things on my show, Jamie. It's true. It's their home. It is their and home. you're there for them. It's not about you getting a, 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 a you know, a, a warm fuzzy. Right. It's about serving your loved one. Right. And any more than you would walk into your mother's home yeah. with um, a rowdy child who would break her china cabinet. Aye, aye, aye. You, you want to be cautious to keep an eye on, you know, everyone that's there and just making sure that you're not invading the space of other people. Also be prepared that if you're there and you're visiting, you may be visited by other patients as well. Um, and so again, just if they're, if they're there to visit, kind of smile and say hello. But if, again, if uh, something were to happen where they were going to kind of be interrupting your time mm -hmm. with your loved one, find a nurse and just let them know and they'll take care of it for you. We're talking to Jamie Fatler. She's from HCF Management. They, they run the manors, Edinburgh, Fairview, Corey Manor. And, um, I just think it's it is it is really good advice to just again it, it what it takes is some maturity and awareness of your surroundings awareness of the moment that this this is uh you know be be appropriate but relax this is yes. this is your loved one absolutely and no one knows your loved one the way you do yeah you know the stories and the the memories that you have with that person we know them in a short period of their life you've known you've grown up with grandma's cookies baking in the oven and you know the, all of those memories and christmases past that we don't have that experience so relax and enjoy it and just be present that that really is really good advice to uh, to try to draw them out, right? To sure. to, to tell have them tell their old stories and their fun stories. And Reminiscing things. is key. Oh my gosh, that's that's true. Um, the uh, 
you know, what else? What what are other uh, things to remember when, when we're, um, you know, connecting with those folks? What about gifts? Do you have any thoughts about gifts? So if your loved one has any dietary restrictions at all, please check with nursing before you bring in a box of chocolates. Oh, yeah. Because, again, you know, we're there to make sure that their health is maintained. And so mm. if your loved one has high sugar, you know, diabetes, and you bring in a box of chocolates, we could end up on a, with a medical crisis. Oh, my. Just, and not because you're trying to do anything wrong, but sometimes families are a little less educated about the concerns that we have in the facilities about dietary things, whether it's the, the blood sugar or maybe they've been seen by therapy because they're having some issues with swallowing. Maybe their oh. diet has changed from a regular diet to a parade diet. So when it comes to food, um, it, key rule of thumb is just check with nursing. Okay. Um, and especially, again, if someone else wanders through and wants to, you know, you want to share, check with nursing. Yeah. Don't feed anyone mm. that you don't know. Um, what about trinkets and things? I mean, should you stick with more personal care items, things that would make life comfortable? For sure. Um, again, the space in a residence room is very limited. Yeah. So trinkets are fine when they're limited in number because certainly there's only so much space to put certain things. Um, new family photos, huge, wonderful idea. If you're getting a family portrait done, give it to your loved one mm. because we always put pictures up in the rooms. Yeah. So if we can replace the picture from three years ago or 12 years ago with an updated family photo, that is just going to brighten their room. It's going to brighten their day and help them remember you every time you come. They'll And trust me, they'll be pointing out to all of our staff, uh -huh. look at my grandson, look oh. at how grown up he is. It's yeah. just exciting to see that. And then personal care items, clothing. Um, clothing is always important. Um, socks or slippers that have the socks that have the grippy things on okay, the bottoms. Yeah. Um, undergarments, mm -hmm. you know, things that do wear out over time. Sure, PJs and robes and such. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but let's just be clear that people in, in nursing homes aren't wearing their pajamas uh, 24-7. Absolutely you know, so not. They, are, they're yeah. wearing whatever they are the most comfortable in. Exactly. So I've always said, if you were the type of person that wore a three-piece suit every day of your life, wow. you're not going to change because you came to us. <laughs> we're still going to put you in that three-piece suit every day of your life because that's how you dress. That's how you're most comfortable. Um, so if that's what your loved one wears, bring it. Right. A lot of folks do tend to revert to things that are comfortable. Yeah, um, the running the, suits. The running and, suits yeah. or t-shirts, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, so definitely, but those things wear out over time. Yeah. They get laundered quite a bit. Oh, that's true. So, um, and unfortunately, as and you're using older, a, you're using commercial laundry. laundry. I mean, that, that's right. got to be. Bigger laundry. Yeah. So, you know, and as we get older, our um, hand-eye coordination kind of <sighs> slips a little bit. So shirts get stained faster than they would Makes when sense. you're in your 40s, things like that. So, yeah, having an, a brand new shirt. Gosh, doesn't it make it all all of us feel better? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, you know, it seems like there's an overriding there's an overriding theme today as we as we talk about you know you know connecting with older adults at the holidays is that 
please don't res- disrespect our older adults. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I would be mortified if someone were to walk up to someone I loved and disrespected them. Mm-hmm. So just as a mat- as a rule of thumb, always show the respect. I mean, yeah. picture your mom or your grandma sitting there and beating you on the head if you, <laughs> right. yes. if you were showing disrespect to someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and so what else? We've got just a couple more, actually maybe one more minute here. Uh, anything else that, you know, that, that's specific to HCF that you like to hang your hat on? Absolutely. So beyond just doing things in our facilities for our residents, we are also very committed to doing things for our community. Nice. So Fairview right now is running a reverse advent calendar that will, um, every day, we're bringing in things to donate that'll go to Fairview Presbyterian to give out to our community. Edinburgh Manor has been collecting food for the food pantry for weeks now. So beyond just doing things to benefit us, we are also outstretching our arms to benefit our community. That's tremendous. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's it's just such a pleasure to have you here. And you always bring such such good insight. Thank you so much. Jamie Fatler, HCF Management. Again, it's Fairview Manor, Edinburgh Manor, Corey Manor. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. <laughs>